Hi, this is Emily. And this is Alex. And this is our podcast, What Makes. And today we are talking about what makes a good gift. Probably a new TV. (laughs) (laughs) What makes a good gift is maybe something that someone would love and like and would love it a lot. To me, a good gift is not so much the gift, but the person that gives it to you. Uh, I think a good gift is getting something someone doesn't know they want. Food is a great gift. Uh, A gift, I think, should always be spontaneous. I think if it's for an occasion where you have to buy something, it takes something away from it. And I think all the best gifts I've given or received were when I think about someone and I see something and I pick it up and get it for them. It's one that is unexpected in every way. And... It takes the person to whom you're giving it in mind rather than something you like. You give what you know, mm-hmm. or at least hope, that the other person will like. So today we're going to be talking about what makes a good gift. And I think what's fitting about this podcast is that we are recording this from our bed (laughs) because it is freezing cold and I don't want to get out of bed today. And so (laughs) you gave me the gift of being willing to bring the equipment in here so that my feet could stay under the blanket. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that that's a good gift. I love you. Um, So what makes a good gift, Emily? I think a good gift is 100% has to do with thoughtfulness. Um, I think all the best gifts that I've received have been ones where the person has known me or listened to me, knows who I am and bought me that gift because of their knowledge of who I was and what I like. Okay. What do you think? Um, I mean, sort of the same thing, but slightly different. I think it's getting a gift that you know, it's being thoughtful, and it's giving a gift that you know the person will enjoy. Um, and sometimes that. How do you know they'll enjoy it? Well, I think you have to know the person. Exactly. That's what I said. Yes, that is what you said. We've talked about like the idea of someone creating like an Amazon wish list. Yeah. Or over Christmas being like, what do you want for Christmas? And me saying like, I would like, I don't know, an Echo, you know, or, mm-hmm. and you were saying that that's not a, th- a good gift. Because it takes no thought. Well, I don't think it's a bad gift. I just don't think it's a particularly good gift. I think it's kind of lazy. 
I think maybe the best gifts require a little bit of effort. See, and that's, I don't know. I, I kind of just, I disagree with that. I mean, I understand that it doesn't take a lot of work to get that gift. But I think the fact that you are thinking about what the other person wants and knowing that that's a thing that they want and that would make them happy, I think that's thought. I, like, well, I don't think time invested equals good gift. I, I don't think time equals good gift. I think thought equals good gift. And I think in this instance, like if it's Christmas or a birthday, a gift is expected. And I think that's one issue that our society has now. It's like Christmas time, we're just expected to get gifts for everybody. And so it, it takes away some of the meaning of the gifts. And so if it's, it's, if it's during a time when somebody expects a gift and then you're like, well, just give me your Amazon wish list. It's really a meaningless gift, in my opinion. I think the wish list could carry some meaning if the gift happened at an unexpected time. Because then that shows that you were thinking about that person and what they like outside of like culturally mandated gift giving season. Sure. And I think that Christmas and birthdays and anniversaries and all that junk are really high pressure. They are. And yeah. so I get that. I guess where I come down on it is that too often people give the gift that they want to give and not the gift that the person would necessarily want. Yes, that's a good point. And so... so Why do we do that, do you think? Why do you think people give gifts that they want to give? Do you think it's just because it takes... It's hard. It's hard to give a good gift because you have to kind of be the other person for a minute in some kind of, like, weird way. You have to yeah. really get into their head and figure out what they would appreciate and like. Right. Or is that just too hard? I think nah, probably there's a little bit of that. I think there's also the idea of like, oh, I really love this thing. And this person and I are good friends. I bet they would really love this thing. So I don't think it's I don't think it's like trying to dismiss. Right. But it's just like you think, well, it's like self-centeredness, not in a selfish way, but in a egocentric way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Approaching gift giving that way. Right, and maybe it's not intentional necessarily, but is certainly, uh, I, you know, I even think about like, oh, so-and-so, he or she and I are into the exact same thing. Like the exact, boy, we both love comic books and I really love this comic book. And so I'm going to get this person that comic book because we both like, like, I, I can see how someone thinks they're being thoughtful. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still the gift that you wanted to give. Yeah. And sometimes that's the gift you want to receive. And in a way, that's kind of why I love the Amazon wish list and that part of it. Because it does feel like, this is what I want. This is the thing that I want. And the things that I put on that wish list are things that I wouldn't buy for myself normally. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't like the Amazon wish list. I just think it's kind of a lazy man's guide to gift giving. I love the Amazon wish list. I know, but it doesn't require a lot of effort. So what's the best gift you ever received? Other than being able to record this podcast in bed. <laughs> um, 
So it was Father's Day, the first year that our youngest, our oldest child had been born. So it was at my first Father's Day. And at that time, I had just sort of really gotten into cooking and like fancy cooking. Like I was like reading about sous vide and stuff. And this machine, the sous vide supreme, had just come out. Um, like a couple months before that. And it was expensive. It was like $500. And that's something I would never buy for myself. And I would never had asked you if I could buy it. Um, especially at that time in our life. Because we were just starting out with a job and stuff. Um, so it felt like really over the top. It felt like... It felt like um, something we didn't really need. So I would never have bought it. Um, and I had mentioned it, not like we should buy this, but like, oh my gosh, this thing has just come out. That's really cool. And then you got it for me for Father's Day. And I thought that was a really great gift because that's something that I would never have bought myself and have, would have felt really guilty about trying to buy. And it was pretty out of character for me to be like, let's spend that much money on something yeah. we don't really need. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you liked that gift. I did like that gift. All right. What's the best gift you've ever gotten? Um, well, it was the vows that you gave me on our anniversary. Because we've been married for 13 years, and we wrote our own vows at our wedding, and we don't know where they are. <laughs> we didn't save a copy. How does that happen? And we had computers then, but did, I don't know if we put it on the computer. Maybe we hand wrote it. But I don't know. We can't find, we can't find it. And so we've gone thirteen years with no vows. It's like we're not even married, really, because <laughs> we can't find our vows. Well, I, I don't remember. I think I remember you promising. Uh huh. What? <laughs> recordings in bed. <laughs> and then, at our anniversary, you gave me a card, and I opened up the card, and in there was a slip of paper with a bunch of new vows written on it, and it was just the sweetest thing, actually. A, it surprised me. It was completely unexpected. And I always know what's happening. So that was a feat in and of itself. And it was just so sweet. And there were really great vows pertinent to our marriage now, which has evolved a lot mm -hmm. from over the course of 13 years. It was just really sweet. So I need to frame those and get them up on the wall. Yeah, because you know what? I wrote those on my computer, but I did not save them. <laughs> So, uh, Why one thing that has, save them? I, I don't know. I didn't think I would need them again. So mm. it shows you that some things haven't changed over 13 years. Uh, yeah. uh, but that was a good gift. Yeah. And you know what I have to say was, um, I came up with that idea on, all on my own. You're so smart and talented. Like that wasn't a Pinterest thing or a website thing. I, that came You're from my so brain good. and my You're heart. You're so romantical. I, every now and then. <laughs> I make it happen. Um, there was one incident. Incident. There's one incident where I gave you a not great gift. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and let you talk about why that wasn't a great gift. Well, we got married in September, and so it was our first Christmas together as a married couple. And I had asked for some various things, among which was pajama pants. And so I opened a box and was super excited to see a cute pair of pajama pants, cute print and all that. And I pulled them out of the box by the waistband 
and it was just kind of in slow motion as I pulled them out my arms kept extending sideways and the the pajama pants were just enormous and it turns out that he had bought me size 28 pajama pants 23 23 oh, sorry 28 28 are you asleep a little bit <laughs> um which is fine except that it was really far away from what the actual size I wore was and it you know and I was already feeling pretty fragile emotionally being away from my family for the first Christmas and all that yeah so here's what happened let me just tell the rest of that story um look I could have been a lot more thoughtful about that gift so I'm just gonna preface that with this um I had gone to the store to buy pajama pants for Emily this was the first time in my entire life that I had bought clothes for a woman now for whatever patriarchy reason women's pant sizes are not the same as men's pant sizes women's sizing is terrible it is it makes no sense there's no logical why are there no odd numbers for instance like that doesn't make sense well there aren't some brands see <laughs> and it's like oh a size 8 is a size 8 in this brand but it's different in this brand I mean women's sizes are stupid it's terrible it is and men's sizes are logical the size around your waist is the size of your pants. So if you are a 30-inch waist, you wear a 30 pants. Yep. So I had assumed that women's clothing was as logical as men's. So I thought that the numbers represented the waist size. It's an, it's an honest mistake. And I would think that a 28-inch waist size is flattering, but I don't I don't yeah, even know. I mean, sure, it totally. doesn't make sense to me. Um now, someone, I was telling the story to someone else, and they said, well, what did you think about, like, the size zeros and twos? <laughs> and to be honest, like, it didn't even register in my brain. So I saw, I was looking for a size 28, got a size 28. It was folded wait, wait, up. Wait, wait, This is a new level to this. You were actually looking for a size 28? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I did not under, ever hear. I mean, I guess, yeah, I think so. So it was all folded up, and I just took it folded up to the counter, asked them to wrap it there because I suck at wrapping gifts, and that's how that happened. Uh, had I had taken the time to unfold it, I probably would have realized Your these error. are not the size <laughs> pants my my wife my new my newly betrothed new wife bride. <laughs> wears. So, well, yeah. that was a pretty traumatic experience, and you didn't buy me clothes again until just this year. Yes, it took me. Actually. And you know what I did this time? I went into our closet, and I looked at your dress size, and then I ordered it. Yep, there you go. And I kept the receipt. Yep. So, because we had to send it back. Because still, I knew your dress size from what was in the closet, but still it could have been a different size, because... Anyway. It's stupid. Um... Well, so I think we can agree that a good gift is thoughtfulness, thinking about the other person, and it, some, I mean, if you really want a great surprise, a lot of times that's the component of the unexpected. Yeah. Now we have something fun we get to do in just a minute, which is you got our children tickets. I did. To see Odd Squad. Yes. And they don't know yet. They have no idea. We were driving 
through downtown and on the this theater it, the lights popped up and said odd squad live and it's funny because they're like a little too old for that show but they still really enjoy it i don't think they're too old for it i guess i don't know yeah anyway it's a pbs show they're gonna be really excited so we're gonna bring them in in just a sec and, and tell, them. tell them the news and we'll see if they think it's a great gift So, girls, this is a podcast about what makes a good gift. First off, what do you think makes a good gift? Um, nice presents. Being nice. nice. Being nice. What about you, Maya? Truth. Truth. I like it. Yeah. Well, Mommy and Daddy have a present to tell you about that we just got you. What? A gift. A gift. We got you a gift. What is it? On February, in February... Yeah. We're going to go to downtown Wichita, okay. and we are going to go see Odd Squad live. Oh! Thanks, Dad! Hi, Mom. Is that a good present? Yes! Are you excited? Yeah! I'm so excited! Do you think that's a good gift? Yeah! So, like, are we going to see them in a play? No, I... I don't know. I don't even know what it is. I think they'll probably sing some of their songs. They're gonna. We, I read the thing, and there's a mystery that we have to help them solve. <gasps> yeah! Presents, presents, presents. The birthday party's over and I've got a sleepy head. But I got so many presents that I can't get near my bed. They're stacked from porch to parlor. They're jammed up on the stair. They're piled in front of all the doors. I can't get anywhere. I can't get to the kitchen and I'm starving for some food. I can't get to the closet so I'm shivering in the nude. I can't get out to go to school, and I can't go to the show, and I can't get to the bathroom where I really have to go, and it's painfully surprising to find life's not too pleasant when you become a prisoner of too many presents. That's this week's episode. Special thanks to Ruby, Maya, Kelsey, Mike, DeAndre, Todd, John, and Dorothy. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. <laughs>